Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the Metal Chat Podcast. My name is Melissa and I'm coming to you from Boston, Massachusetts. I'm here with my trusty co-host Maeve Kitty. Tonight's episode is a rather somber one as it is a memorial to the people that we just recently lost in the hard rock and metal community. But before we get started with that, I wanted to make some mention of some notable anniversaries that we just had the last couple weeks. First of all, I forgot to post on the 28th of July was the 40th anniversary of the first time that I saw Iron Maiden. I saw them here in Boston at the Orpheum Theater when they opened for Judas Priest on their point of entry tour. And it was, of course, life-changing. And it is the beginning of a very long love affair with Iron Maiden. The other notable anniversary is something that we all share, or all of us of a certain age. And that is another 40th anniversary. That one being of the beginnings of MTV, which is not very much of a big deal these days. But back in 1980, or in the 80s in general, it was a very big deal. And I remember when it started. I lived in Florida at the time and we did not have cable because there was a street that ran through my town called Deltona Boulevard and if you lived on one side of the street you could not get cable TV. If you lived on the other side of the street you could get cable TV. I lived on the wrong side of the tracks but my friend Tina Smith lived on the right side of the tracks and she had cable. More importantly she had MTV and everybody used to go over to her house anyway because her parents were pretty laid back and we drink and smoke and smoke weed and carry on listening to loud music. They had a pool and everything. So that was the potty house. So it just seems fitting that it was also the MTV house. And we would go over there and we would just stare at the TV for hours like nobody would speak. It sort of reminds me of what goes on these days with kids and their phones, right? Everybody's got their heads in their cell phones. Kind of the same thing. We were just mesmerized. And it was interesting because we would watch every video. It didn't matter if we liked the song or not or if we liked the band or not. You just had to watch the video. And you would go to a potty and there'd be music playing like Judas Priest or Iron Maiden or Black Sabbath. But MTV would be always be on in the background with the volume down. So you could be listening to Deep Purple and watching a Madonna video. And of course, later on in the decade, Metal Shop became Headbangers Ball. And interestingly enough, I have every single Headbangers Ball episode on VHS. At some point, I really need to transfer those to Blu-ray or DVD. I actually don't have a Blu-ray get them on DVD, or I'd have to get a Blu-ray player, one or the other. Anyway, those are notable anniversaries in my life. Also, before we get started, as always, I want to thank everyone for the continued support. It is much appreciated. These episodes don't come every week. As you know, my job is insane, and it just keeps getting insaner. Every time I show up, just more stupidity. So I really appreciate you guys checking in with me when I do finally get to getting these up. Tonight's episode, as I said, is a memorial. It is a memorial to Joey Jordanson, formerly of Slipknot, the drummer. He is a founding member of that band. Dusty Hill, who is the bass player, who was the only bass player for ZZ Top. And of course, Mike Howe, vocalist for Metal Church. I know that probably a lot of people that listen to this are not big Slipknot fans, but I really think that it's important to make mention of Joey. A, because I thought he was a really great drummer. B, because he was so young and it's just terrible to lose somebody at 46 years old. And also because... He is part of our world. He's part of our community, right? He's one of us. He's one of our people. So without further ado, we are on to episode 23 in memoriam.
So that was Gematria from All Hope Is Gone, which is my favorite Slipknot album. So Joey played drums in Slipknot from 95 to 2013, and he famously got fired by email. Everybody knows the story. And then they said that he got fired because he was on drugs, and he said he wasn't on drugs, that he had a form of MS, and that was the end of that. He went on to form Scar the Martyr, and he was also a guitar player with Wednesday 13's band, Murder Dolls. He also apparently did some session work which I didn't know and also famously in 2004 sat in with Metallica and played drums download festival they did the song creeping death and you can actually see that on YouTube I tried to download it and I didn't have much luck but he does a good job he was in a band recently called Sinsanium I don't know if I'm saying that right I don't know too much about them to be honest with you my time with Slipknot was kind of short in that I really liked the first two albums and I have all of the albums up until Grey Chapter and then I didn't buy the last one because I didn't really like it. It seemed like every album I got less and less interested in them and it kind of seems like I got less interested in them after he left and it wasn't really a conscious thing I guess. It just sort of happened that way but they're not for everybody. They're a fun band to see live. They were always a fun band to see live but they're not for everybody and I had a hard time finding a clip that didn't have either screaming or swearing so that's the best I could come up with but he was 46 years old had two sisters parents it's very very sad uh rest in peace to Joey
So that, of course, was Waiting on the Bus and Jesus Just Left Chicago from the album Trace Hombres. So Dusty Hill was 72 when he passed away. He was from Dallas, Texas. He died in Houston. I guess he's had some complications, some health issues uh, in the last couple of years or so. So I don't know that it's much of a surprise in that he hasn't been feeling very well, although a cause of death has not been given. I played these two songs together because they kind of go together. Although the interesting thing about it is that Billy Gibbons wrote the songs. Dusty sings on them. But in an interview, Billy said that he did not write the songs together. And it was just kind of a mistake when they were putting together the Trace Ombres album that the engineer kind of screwed up his splicing and it kind of ended up being one song led right into the other song. If you listen to the songs on the radio, they're almost always played together. They just kind of go together. They're my favorite songs from ZZ Top. Trace Ombres is my favorite album from ZZ. I am definitely more of a 70s ZZ fan, although I appreciate the success, the commercial success that they found in the 80s with Eliminator and Afterburner and stuff like that. I saw the tour in 84. I had the guy that I went with, he was a pain in the ass. He just wanted to make out with me during the whole show. He was like, get away from me. I'm trying to watch the show. But anyway, he did buy me that keychain, right? If you remember the video, speaking of MTV, those videos were huge. They were on like every five minutes. They were classic videos. Everybody loved those videos. And that's really kind of what propelled the songs. They were definitely more commercial, more poppy, less bluesy. It wasn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just not really, when I think of ZZ Top, it's not really what I think of. One of the best ZZ Top shows I ever went to was I saw them in Sturgis, South Dakota at a bar uh, during a bike rally. A lot of fun. Bikers absolutely love ZZ Top. Metalheads love ZZ Top. Everybody loves ZZ Top, right? Uh, I have a lot of friends that are into country music and they also love ZZ Top. They've already started playing shows. They've already done a show with the replacement bass player whose name escapes me, but he I guess had already been doing some stuff with them like I said Dusty's been ill for a while now and so he just kind of I guess moved right into the spot I don't know how I feel about that that they kind of just I mean maybe they got Dusty's blessing and Dusty said listen don't wait around for me or whatever just continue on without me and if I pass just keep going but it just seems a little bit weird I mean it was pretty quick that they just went right back to Back to business. I hope I don't get in trouble for playing the whole songs, but um, I had to play the whole songs because they're just awesome. So rest in peace to Dusty. We'll miss you, man. That, of course, was the song Fake Healer, which is the opening track for this album, Blessing in Disguise, which is the first album where we heard Mike. Now, because I'm old, I have a history with Metal Church. I saw them many times with their other singer, David Wayne, who left the band around 87 and sadly passed away from a car crash in 2005. The first time that I ever saw Mike, because I was not familiar with the band Heretic, which I guess has one album out, 
but I was not familiar with them. The first time that I ever saw them was in 1989 on the Blessing in Disguise tour, and I saw them in Florida. They were playing with a band called Malaya Rage. You guys can Google them. The next time that I saw them, I actually saw them on a big tour. It was called Operation Rock and Roll. I saw it at Red Rocks Amphitheater in Denver, Colorado, and if you've never been there, you should probably put it on your bucket list to go check out a band at that amazing venue. It was Alice Cooper, Judas Priest, Megadeth, Motorhead, and Dangerous Toys. And I saw them, you know, whenever they would come around, I would always go and see them. The I saw them in 2016 at the DCU Center, which we call, we always called it the Centrum. It's called the DCU Center now, but it used to be the Centrum. In Worcester, Massachusetts in 2016, and they played with Megadeth. There was a bunch of people there. It was Megadeth, Butcher Babies, Amon Amarth. You feel like I'm forgetting another band. Who am I forgetting? I feel like I'm forgetting somebody else. Was there four bands? Five bands. It was Butcher Babies, Amon Amarth. You know what? I can't remember. Oh, and Suicidal. Oh my God, how could I forget Suicidal? Anyway, I saw that show there, and that was the last time that I saw them. I was supposed to go see them when they played with Doro in 2019. My friend, who's a photographer, was working that show, but my job, sadly, interfering with my fun, I was not able to go to that show. Well, I was able to go to the show, but I couldn't get out of work in time, and my friend had to get down there to set up, and it's about an hour, maybe an hour and a half away from my house. He couldn't really wait for me, and I didn't expect him to wait for me, so sadly, I was not able to go to that show, which is a total bummer, because I would have met the band and everything, because I would have been with my friend, who was a photographer, at the gig. I was hoping to see them the next time around, so I'm really, really sad that um, that Mike is gone, and that I will not ever get to see him again. I remember when we got that album for the first time, we're hearing Mike, and I love Metal Church, and I loved David Wayne. And I was a little worried, a little concerned, like, who is this guy? Is he going to be able to pull it off? And then you hear the album, and you're just like, wow, this guy is really, really good. And of course, the test to any new lead singer is if you go out and do it live, if you can do the old stuff. And he could do the old stuff, and he did it really, really well. So we were really, really pleased with with him. If you haven't checked out the new stuff, I highly recommend it, because it's really, really good as well. I didn't play the whole song, but I am going to play the whole song, their very famous song for them, Badlands, off the 1989 Blessing in Disguise album. It's their biggest hit, and it's an amazing song, and Mike's vocals are great. And I'm actually going to drop the live version, so you can check that out. He was 55, going to be 56 this month. He's my age. It's really, really sad when people pass away, especially when they're near my age. It makes me nervous. He will be very missed, especially by Uncle Steve, who <laughs> I accidentally, or unbeknownst to me, was the one who gave him the news. I thought he already knew, and I reached out to him, and I was like, oh, what do you think about this? And unfortunately, I was the one who told him about Mike's passing. So uh, I don't like being the bearer of bad news, and I really felt bad that I thought that he knew. But anyway, uh, we have the music. It lives on. It lives on for all of these people. And we did find out that Mike passed away from suicide, and that really, really hurts my heart. I hate to hear of anybody taking their life. You know, as someone who has had some really rough times in their life, as most of us have, you know, you got to try to remember that tomorrow is another day and that things can and do get better and just try to hang on and reach out if you need some help, whether you need help um, with the suicide hotline or you need help with um, mental health facility or you need help with medication or you need help just talking to a friend or a family member, please reach out because death is final. There's no second chance from that. And I really, it really makes me sad to think that he didn't think that tomorrow might get better. And I don't know, we don't know what was going on in his head and we don't really know what was going 
going on in his life. Maybe he was terminally ill. You know, we don't know. We don't know his story. And I think that the the point of this, and even when you go back to Joey, whether he passed away from drugs or he passed away from complications from MS, the point is that we don't ever know anybody's story. And so we always want to lead with kindness and respect. You know, I work in customer service. It's what I do. And I have people that come in and they're super nasty to me. And it's my job to be nice to them. But also you just don't really know. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what the news that they just got or the the day that they're having or what they're dealing with at home. So my message to everyone is to be kind, even when people are not kind and just hope that maybe tomorrow will be a better day for them. With that, I leave you with the live version of the amazing song, Badlands, from the amazing Mike Howe, who will be very sorely missed. Until next time, be well. Still I'm pushing onward Alone in 
Never die